Buenos dias, Mission Street. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from Thursday, the 3rd of June, 2021. Got about 10 minutes of the big stuff going on in Argentina. Nine day strict lockdown has come to an end for now, but the COVID 19 infections have not. It's been another sad, record breaking week of fatalities. The death toll stands at almost 77,000, which is more people than the River Plate's football stadium can fit at once. Argentina now ranks ninth in the world for total confirmed cases, having surpassed both Germany and Spain over the last week. Despite the terrifying rates, fatigue is noticeable. Argentina, after a year with restricted outdoor hours, curfews, and total quarantine, it's been harder than ever to keep the population at home, and news about irresponsible behavior appears daily. For the most part, infections have been concentrated in the Umba region with Buenos Aires province taking the brunt. However, the health system is strained to the limit all across the country. And Nelquin, the Heller Hospital, which is the biggest in the province, temporarily closed its doors to new patients because it ran out of oxygen. The problem is regional. Argentina, Uruguay, and Paraguay have been cornered by COVID, and neither Uruguay's permissive policies nor Argentina's lengthy quarantines have prevented the nations from having high mortality rates. Inevitably, this leads the population to questioning the government's decisions. A new survey by the Buenos Aires-based consultancy Poliarchia shows that 59% of Argentines disapprove of President Fernandez's response to the coronavirus pandemic. Disapproval increased by 11 percentage points from the first to the fourth week of May and reached its highest level since the beginning of the pandemic. Lack of vaccines is not helping either, although the situation is getting a bit better. On Monday the 31st, more than 2 million doses of AstraZeneca vaccine arrived in the country, which means that Argentina has received over 17 million total doses since the start of immunization. Now the government sees June as a key month to speed up the immunization plan. Another 3.5 million doses of the same vaccine are expected to arrive this month, in addition to 2 million Sputnik V doses. Also, the health minister confirmed after a trip to Cuba, that a new contract with Sinopharm is in the works, which could bring another 4 million of the Chinese jabs. Speaking of that trip to Cuba, the island and Argentina have signed an agreement to collaborate together on Cuba's locally produced COVID-19 vaccines. According to their official state newspaper, the agreement, signed by Argentina's health minister, Carla Visote, and her Cuban counterpart, Jose Angel Portal, includes the will to collaborate in the immunization of the Cuban and Argentine populations, as well as other countries in Latin America and the Caribbean. On that note, Patricia Bullrich, who chairs the center-right party, suggested a reason why the vaccine negotiations with Pfizer failed. Argentina's withdrawal of its support for charges of crimes against humanity by Nicolas Maduro in Venezuela. At the same time, Ex-President Macri indignantly accused the Alberto Fernandez government of aligning with the Nicolas Maduro dictatorship and prioritizing the relationship over the lives and human rights of millions of Venezuelans. Also in line with controversial policies, hundreds of taxpayers, including the famous footballer Carlos Tevez, have taken the government to court to challenge its so-called wealth tax. Argentina's tax authority, the AFIP, could seize assets and freeze bank accounts as it applies the tax to the country's millionaires. The tax agency said on Wednesday the 26th that those who did not pay the extraordinary one-off capital levy tax before the 16th of April faced possible enforcement actions, which had previously been suspended due to the pandemic. 
That said, the AFIP did suspend tax execution lawsuits and blocking of precautionary measures for small companies until the 31st of August. Speaking of regulations, the Argentinian National Institute for Consumer Defense established that insurance companies and streaming services like Spotify and Netflix will be obliged to have an unsubscribe button on their websites. This regulation dates back to 2018, but it didn't include streaming services. Only now have these been incorporated into it after numerous complaints from users who, through various channels, claim the impossibility of suspending payments to the contracted companies. Government's been slow at regulating other things, though, and some are using it to their advantage. Bitcoin miners are capitalizing on government-subsidized electricity and the inefficiencies of Argentina's interventionist economy to reap outsized returns. The low cost of electricity for anyone mining from their house is almost insignificant compared to the total Bitcoin revenue generated. Cryptocurrencies have long been used as a way for locals to fight currency devaluations and foreign exchange controls which have almost banned Argentines from buying dollars. Last week, the blue dollar, a.k.a. the main parallel exchange rate, returned to an upward path, closing on Friday the 28th at 157 pesos, four more than several days prior. Among the unofficial but legal alternative exchange rates, the CCL continued to advance, rising to 165 pesos as against 162 pesos the previous Friday. Another thing that changes on a daily basis is the government's opinion on Copa America. After months of mystery and dismissive answers, it seems that a decision has been made regarding the football tournament. It won't be hosted in Argentina. Just two weeks before it was due to kick off, the South American football governing body, CONMEBOL, released a statement saying that the country could not host the tournament under the present circumstances. Now, Copa America will be played in Brazil on the same dates, which is currently bracing for a third coronavirus wave. Yes, Argentina was stripped of hosting duties due to its own pandemic surge, and Conmebol chose one of the countries worst affected by the coronavirus outbreak to replace it, with the second highest death toll of over 460,000 so far and more than 16 million cases. In any case, the tournament is to be played without fans, but you'll be able to watch it from home from the 13th of June to the 10th of July. Meanwhile, the medical team of football legend Diego Maradona is playing a more dangerous game. Their interrogation under formal investigation for manslaughter over the death of the footballer last year has been delayed until the 14th of June. Initially, they were due to be questioned by investigating judges on Monday the 31st of May, who would then decide whether charges should be brought against them. If charged and found guilty, they could face between 8 and 25 years in prison. By the way, if you want to know more about the life of one of the most celebrated and controversial football players in the world, you can check out Diego Maradona, a 2019 documentary film directed by Asif Kapadia. Since we're on the topic of football, the U.S. federal court showed Swiss Bank the red card as they admitted to have participated in money laundering of 36 million U.S. dollars in bribes in the FIFA gate scandal over television broadcast rights. A number of the allegations involve individuals in Argentina, like Jorge Luis Tagua, who admitted transferring more than 25 million to late former FIFA vice president and former head of Argentine Football Association, AFA, Julio Gronona, who died in 2014. 
If you need to travel abroad soon, especially in the U.S., we have good news. Argentina's National Aviation Administration, the ANAC, announced on Monday the 31st that the frequency of departures will rise to 28 per week instead of 21. This includes mostly American Airlines flights to Dallas, which will increase from one to four flights per week. Same company will have three direct flights per week to New York and seven to Miami. Similarly, United Airlines will add one more weekly flight to Houston. Last but not least, did you catch the eclipse last week? The red moon was totally visible in some parts of Patagonia and partly elsewhere, including Buenos Aires City. If you didn't see it, don't worry. The next red moon is due in 2023, so you can plan your trip to Patagonia ahead of time. That's it for this week. Remember to subscribe to get notifications every time we upload a new episode. Feel free to contact us. We want to hear from you. Podcast at Rorschach.com. Miss anything? Let us know. We want to keep you informed. Any other stuff you want to hear more of? We're here for you. Nos vemos. Nos vemos.